Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Susie Perry, and we're in Spain following the fourth race of the season at Jerez. Here's how it was won. The doctor, Valentino Rossi's dished up something a little bit special down here under the Spanish sun. It was worth so many people traveling trackside. It looks like the biggest crowd I've seen at Jerez in recent years. We had 239,000 people trackside last year over the three days. I think there's more of them this year, and a lot of them are Rossi fans and going to be treated to the great man taking yet another win in his illustrious career. The last three right-handers, he's just got the hairpin to manage now. Back down the gearbox to the 45-mile-an-hour turn 13, where we've seen so much action in the past, some of it being provided by this man himself. He's going to wheelie to the finish. Valentino Rossi is king of Spain. He wins in a red in a fantastic style. Jorge Lorenzo, his Yamaha teammate, soon to be going to Ducati, his second, third. Series leader Mark Marquez comes over the line. Coming up, the views of James Toseland, Neil Hodgson, Gavin Emmett, and all the protagonists from race day. But first, let's hear from Julian Ryder and Keith Hewan. So many thoughts we've got on this weekend, really, but uh, I think that crisis management seems to have been the, the key for me. I must say that all the teams in MotoGP are struggling with aspects revolving around tyres, it would seem. And the track did go over 40 degrees track temperature today, which we knew would create some problems. I think the main problem, Jules, is, is that it didn't stay consistent through the weekend. It got warmer and warmer and warmer. It was always scheduled to get warmer and warmer and yes. warmer. And race day was always going to be the hottest day. But in the end, we went from something like 20 degrees track temperature to start the week with. And we've ended up with nearly 40 degrees to end the week with. Over, I believe, Keith. Well over by the end of that race. And certainly nobody has been out to put any mileage on the brand new construction Michelin rear tyre that we've got. So ensuing problems came again. And the reason why I say crisis management right up the front of this is because Valentino Rossi and his team are absolutely past masters at reading what's going on when we get to race day. He's always worked on... That's why it's such a surprise when he got pole position. That seems yes. to be just a byproduct almost of, of the efforts. I completely agree with you that he's never been a pole position hound ever, Valentino. Front row, even the second row in years past when things weren't quite so tight. Uh, he, was, uh, he was delighted. When you picked it up on Friday, you saw a wheeling, smiling Valentino right from free practice number one and you flagged it up. Hello, something special is going to happen this weekend. Crisis management. What about maturity? We've seen a lot of that as well, haven't we? Mark Marquez, 23 years old, seems to be showing the maturity well, of the old hand, Rossi, with that 16 points. Well, I, again, any other year, 
fence, <laughs> straw bale, sand pit, upside down. Where were the rest of the Hondas? How far back was Danny Pedrosa? <laughs> well, if they're worried about it, imagine what Ducati must be feeling like. Because well, I, I reckon this was the worst weekend I've seen for a long time from them. The first Ducati was 26 seconds behind Valentino. Mm. I know Dovi had a problem and had to drop out early, but you know, nay, 26 seconds behind. We knew Ducati didn't like this place. We knew they weren't looking forward to it, but that still has to count as a disaster. Well, of course, one uh, Ducati that didn't have a disaster, they gave him a new clutch and he repaid them massively. <laughs> Eugene Laverty, a new clutch. <laughs> to be strictly accurate, his team will have given him a new clutch, yeah. not the factory. He is, a, he is a customer team, not satellite or works. Man, I wonder how much they are <laughs> to hang on to him for that long. Gave him a clutch, got the start. He was up there in seventh place. Eugene Laverty, superb weekend for him. And, of course, he was supporting uh, the Northern Ireland Iron, Iron, I'm saying it almost with a. You're a going Northern for the local accent, aren't you? Indeed, Northern Irish uh, Air Ambulance, which um, the support is nice to see. Dr. John Hines, of course, who lost his life back in Northern yeah. Ireland, marshalling for one of the events out there. and uh, For the Tandragui, I think. It was a big campaign that he'd got on for this uh, air ambulance. And, of course, it's been very successful. And, and Eugene wearing the badge, the patch on his leathers this weekend as well. So um, Added something to the event, did it not? It's a big community thing. And I, yeah. I think from all of us, I mean, we yeah. wish everybody that's campaigned on behalf of that air ambulance very, very well indeed. Indeed we do. The other thing that shocked me when I did my normal communication with the official statistician, Dr. Martin Rains, whom God preserve, of Yorkshire. He looks preserved. He looks well preserved. <laughs> and that is the first time we saw today, who'd have thought you could see a Valentino Rossi first, this far into his career? 37 years old and yeah. still producing something to um, yeah. marvel at. The first time he's led from flag to flag in a Motor Grand Prix race off pole position. He's never done that before. 37 years old, and what? you get a first like that. Mind you, Lorenzo did try to thwart that particular manoeuvre. I suppose uh, Lorenzo did lead by it for a couple of yards, yeah. if we're being pedantic. He, he led every lap. If you, want to, if you want to really define what was going on, he led every lap off pole. Do you know what? I mean, we, we can perhaps use this blog for this. I mean, sometimes people accuse us of being big Rossi fans. Sometimes people accuse us of being Lorenzo fans. Sometimes people accuse us of being Mark Marquez fans with our heads rammed seriously <coughs> where the area. sun doesn't shine indeed on either one of those three riders or whoever else we're praising at the time but you cannot not praise a performance like today from Rossi whatever you may whatever Correct. our own allegiances may be which there are none no, there are none whatsoever but it was just one of those performances you just sit back and think wow praise it praise it we marveled at it how can you not a man 37 years old that where does that motivation still come from where what he's done is he's changed his game this year again we see this uh, evolution of valentino rossi he obviously has made a huge step forward in qualifying which gives him the opportunity to win races uh, it's not so much yes he has made a huge step forward but that's thanks to the michelins he said yesterday it's what i grew up with you don't have to stick your neck out quite so far with the Michelins to get the result as you used to with the Bridgestones. He never liked the 15-minute session. He wanted to work up to things. He liked the order. You're like this. He said, for qualifying, you should use the softer tyre and for race, the harder. That's what you do with Michelins. It's incredible, really, isn't we it? So he's actually stuck in his ways to some extent, and they've come back to him rather than the other way around. Is exactly what you're saying. the point. Jerry Burgess said this to me 10 years ago that even then he was an old dog stuck in his ways. Look at his record on new tracks when they come on the calendar. Terrible. Mm. 
I, I, I'm, I'm struggling to actually I think it's that extreme, but I've got to say, on evidence, I can't really disagree with you. I don't I, you th- know how much I love to. I don't think I'm exaggerating that much to make my point. But Michelin do have major problems still. That evolution of that tyre is still a major... Uh, sorry, George, but I'm going to argue with you. You keep, on, you keep on waving your head one way and the other, but the fact of the matter is everybody in pit lane is complaining about the Michelin tyres. You cannot ignore that. Except Valentino Rossi. You cannot ignore the other 99% of the paddock. And Valentino Rossi was... You see, it doesn't fit your argument there. Valentino Rossi was complaining about the Michelin tyre on the flag-to-flag the other week. He was complaining about it. Yep. He wrote it down. He said it to all the press, but you won't have that in this... No, I, 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 think, I think you also said something earlier in this, that they had no testing on these temperatures at this track. They didn't know where they were going. And what won the race was the experience of people on the bike and in the pit who applied that experience to the problem in front of them. It suited Valentino Rossi and the setup that you had on the bike. It certainly didn't suit Mark Marquez. That Honda Def- is well, a nail in comparison with the two M1s. Uh, right and here. I think that's almost the tyres are almost irrelevant when we start talking about the Honda. You spotted it early on in the race. He was running on everywhere. Yeah, he just I, couldn't pull it down into the. Apex. I thought we were in for a repeat of last year of a first two lap, three lap um, hole in the scenery, and we go to Le Mans in two weeks where those problems really made themselves felt for the first time last year. Shall we finish this blog on something that I know you and I won't argue about? Oh Sam no, Lowe's. Sam Lowe's. <laughs> you're not going to argue with that. I know you're not going to argue with that. What a I, great, great! I have never seen him ride better than that, ever brother was here mum and dad was here so it's a big family celebration tonight i mean he's now won in 2015 he's won in 2016 he's leading the championship by an increased margin he finished with a massive wheelie i know digi dan will have got that (laughs) clipped up somewhere on bt sport it will look fantastic and a big championship lead none of his contenders none of his real proper title challengers had a good weekend Long may it continue. We have another 14 races left to go in this year. So it's a long way to go just yet. I'm going for the heart pills. (laughs) Thanks for that. I'm off too. I might need them now. What a day. I mean, that, that race really wasn't quite as scintillating as we would have hoped for in, in some respects in terms of the action yeah. but uh, a good result for the championship because it just closes it down a tiny little bit doesn't yeah. it we were talking before the race we we knew that lorenzo was going to find it a little bit difficult yeah. to keep up with Vossi's pace all weekend um and did it show um i didn't i just didn't think that uh, rossi was going to be so strong and so consistent and pull that uh, as much of a gap as he did though but yesterday when we went to the uh, front front lap com- front row conference he's so confident and he actually said my pace is better than everybody else's. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be confident to come out with that, haven't you? I know he plays mind games, but he meant it yesterday. He knew he got it in the back. He did mean it, and you can tell by his persona and his body language, as, as soon as these, uh, this championship's changed back to Michelin's, it has been advantage Valentino Rossi. And uh, I've got a couple of theories about that. We'll probably maybe save them to later, because I think we're going to be looking at a few uh, replays on them both and, and comparing them both. But um, it's, uh, it's, it's really interesting on how it's panning out with these new rules. Well, clearly, he's loving the, the qualifying, the Michelin tyre for qualifying. Um, but also, the electronics, they seem to be playing into hand. There's a lot of wheel spinning going up out there. And, and obviously, some of the riders haven't quite got the right combination yet. There is. Um, and last year, Bridgestone uh, brought out a new rear tyre, and it had a stiffer construction on it. And there wasn't as much edge grip right on the full lean. And that's where Lorenzo has an advantage on uh, uh, Valentino Rossi with his corner speed. And when this harder construction Bridgestone came in, he, could, he couldn't do that. He couldn't have that uh, faster corner speed in the middle because it wasn't, didn't have the grip. Because with a harder construction, the tyre doesn't flex as much 
right on the side of the tyre. The last couple of weeks, Michelin have had to put a stiffer construction into these tyres for safety reasons because of the breakups that we saw with Scott Redding in Argentina. So with a stiffer construction, without the tyre moving as much, with not as much feel, it's not allowing that Lorenzo to have as much of the corner speed and it's working better for Rossi's style as it did on the Bridgestone. And it was good today that they had those hot temperatures because Michelin, they had predicted this. And if it had been like yesterday, might have had a few more problems with the tyres because they needed that heat really, didn't they? Because they've got that hard construction. They did. It was a little bit unknown because it was 10 degrees hotter than any other day that they've been here, Friday, Saturday. 18 crashes with the Dunlop boys, you know, with Moto3 and Moto2. But, you know, fair play to Michelin. They have brought this constructive construction on the tyre it's actually there was only one crash actually in MotoGP compared to Moto3 and Moto2 so you know fair play to them okay well uh, we've got an interview now with Jorge Lorenzo Yeah, we do, up here uh, behind the park, Ferme. And the first thing I want to say is how I saw you get off the bike and you looked at the rear tyre, your arms went up. What kind of problems, what kind of feedback was that tyre not giving you that you need? You know, as a rider, I made a lot of races in MotoGP and sometimes you, you got problems when you pick up the bike in the seat of the corners, in second, third gear. But to be honest, having problems of spinning when you are completely straight in third, fourth, fifth, sixth gear, it uh, never happened to me and uh, I was, uh, to be honest, a little bit scared because this spinning increased every lap. So I, in the last laps I just went 70%, 80% of throttle on the straight to, because I was scared that something get, got, got, uh, got wrong. No? And it uh, was a very uncomfortable situation. My, my, uh, I was lucky that Mark was very, uh, very on the back with a lot of distance. If not, I, I could lose even the second place. It's a pity because I, when I started recovering, uh, uh, recovering meters with with uh, Rossi, uh, start happening, start dropping the, the the rear tire on the straight very very fast, no? And I, I had to slow down to finish the race and don't crash. What about Le Mans then? That's next up. Um, what do you think it's going to be like there? It's a track again, like here, that seems to go well for Yamaha, and it should be lower temperatures. Well, to be honest, uh, now the, the, the main problems are, are, are the tyres, no? in the pre-season was the front, now Michelin works a lot on the front, improved the front, but uh, after the problems uh, of Bath and uh, Reading uh, and, and this change of uh, compound of the tyre, now the problems got back, went to the, to the, to the rear tyre no? and now Michelin have to use this experience to improve the rear tyre and uh, uh, make our life more, uh, more easy. No? I think we call today damage limitation, Jorge. Well done. Bring it home in second place. 20 points. That's the main thing. For the championship is good. good yeah, result. It is. Congratulations. Well done, Jorge. Thank you very much. Yeah, you can see the disappointment. Uh, he really wanted to win in front of his home crowd, didn't he? And obviously for the championship as well. But that would have meant a lot to him today. And also, you can see that he's looking forward to how they're going to resolve these problems. All right. The doctor is with our doctor. So, Valentino, congratulations. First win of the season. I was trying to remember, I don't know if you can remember, the last time that you got pole fastest lap and led every lap didn't have to make an overtaking maneuver in the race can you remember no exactly because <laughs> maybe never no so many times in your career you've Not you've had so to pass times, someone yeah. how, how is uh, the, the name uh, in uh, in formula one they say <laughs> at trick at trick is possible <laughs> it's uh? the gentleman's set we call it uh, okay okay so the the perfect uh, weekend you know uh, i feel good from friday we work very well i have to say a great thank you to all my team to all the yamaha movistar team and uh, especially to my crew, because the bike was fantastic. And uh, 
in the, on the grid, my mechanic brain to say to me, first from the from from in front from the first to the last corner, and they say, oh, maybe it's a good idea, <laughs> and in effect, it's not so bad. <laughs> Great start, uh, good uh, rhythm. Uh, I had a small advantage every lap, so like this is like uh, godimento in Italian. Si dice. But is it is it harder like that, leading from the front, not having to get involved in your battle? Because I think I remember one in the past where you say they're the toughest races, they're the yeah. hardest races. Depends very much how much uh, uh, voglia to, to win, how much, uh, how much want, you want Will. to win. Desire. Yeah, desire, yes. Uh, today the desire was very high because my last victory was last year in Silverstone. So uh, after Silverstone, uh, Marquez win, Lorenzo win, Pedrosa win, me no. So today was my turn. And uh, it's like uh, when I go to run, no? And you have to do 20 laps. I'm not very familiar with yeah. this kind of thing, Valentino. So you go, and uh, in your mind is always uh, one lap too much. You say, <laughs> but at the end arrive. Lots of people seem to struggle with these tyres, the new versions that Belicilinda brought, especially with the temperatures coming up. So, what is it you're making work, and will it also work when we get to Le Mans? Um, we work very well from Friday. We we start from a good base setting, and sincerely, with this tyre in this track, I, I I feel familiar. You know, it's uh, like something that uh, you growing up with. You know. Uh, so you have this, this feeling to enter in the corner to, to, uh, to acceleration like this. And uh, when you understand in the race that uh, you had uh, that two or three tenths of advantage, uh, you say, ah, oh, today, today we can have fun. Maybe <laughs> channeling 2005, the last time you were on power. Hey, we should have known with all yeah. those wheelies you've been pulling all weekend <laughs> yeah, down yeah. the back straight. Brilliant one across the finish line. Congratulations, Thanks. Valentino. Thanks. An absolutely superb performance. Thanks a lot. And like you said, brilliant. <laughs> Is he doing a northern accent? He couldn't shut him up, could he? It's like a bottle of pop. Oh, I, I reckon he was on the blower to the phone when Michelin got this contract, don't you? Saying, I would like uh, my tyre like this, I like this, and like this. I didn't know he was from Delhi. <laughs> it's from Wolverhampton. It's twinned with Tabulia. You, you'd be talking like that, though, if you got 87 wins in MotoGP. I mean, it is, his record, not round here particularly, uh, but like I said, it's all in the back of his mind, isn't it? I didn't win to last, uh, in, to, since yeah. Silverstone I, and blah, blah, listen, blah. Make really no mistake, him. he clowns around sometimes but that is probably the most intelligent man in this paddock and we don't get oh. to where he's got to in terms of business by Just being thick what what wrestling company accepted <laughs> okay let's catch up with mark marquez mark looked like a difficult day there to try and keep up with the two yamahas similar last year as well at this race what what is it about hereth i know you've won here in the past but what has it been in the last couple of years yeah, today was a really difficult day for, for me. It looks like with more temperature we struggled a lot, especially with my running style, I need to push a lot in the break points. And the soft tyre was, uh, front tyre, sorry, was pretty soft. Uh, uh, and in the beginning I was able to keep the rhythm, but then I saw that I nearly crashed one, two, three times. And I say, remember, experience last year, 16 points. <laughs> today is the time to finish third. And it was difficult to choose this decision uh, because, uh, you know, in front of our fans. But anyway, it was the best result for, for today. Yeah, I remember when we started the season in Qatar, it was a pretty similar kind of thing where you're having a few problems. Then we've seen the last two races where you've been so successful. Do you think it's going to be like this throughout the year? Some tracks it works, some tracks it doesn't? Or is it uniquely temperatures? Yeah, if I want to, to have some chance this championship, I need to, to manage the situations. I need to try to be smart, try to understand uh, when we cannot win. Uh, and yeah, it looks like uh, both Yamaha riders are really, really strong. Uh, you know, we take profit of Argentina and Austin. 
but uh, we must improve a lot if we want to fight uh, with with both of them because it looks like they are really fast. But anyway, today you know was uh, many things together: the temperature plus the asphalt plus that this circuit also for my riding style is not one of the best ones but uh, anyway happy with the final result and it looked like out of the last corner in particular your acceleration that's where we've talked about the honda having the issue so we go to le mans next so stop and start there what are you expecting we will see uh, we are losing a lot on the acceleration and then we need to break too late but uh, anyway we will try to to manage uh, we will try to to do our best and if in Le Mans we must to finish third, we will try to finish third again. But uh, anyway, I think there maybe can be slightly better. Uh, let's hope so, because we could have a great battle. Hey, congratulations, still leading the championship. Well done, Mark. Thank you, thank you very much. Bye. Clearly a lot of confidence in still leading the championship, but the race result for today, Valentino Rossi, your race winner, Jorge Lorenzo is second. Mark Marquez came third. Danny Pedroza just off the podium today. Alicia Spargaro, a brilliant fifth place for him, ahead of Maverick Vinales, his teammate. Andrea Inanoni was seventh. Paul Espargaro, eighth. Eugene Laverty, another top ten finish. And Hector Barbara closes out that top ten. We're going to be doing a little bit of Moto2 next. We are hunting down this man, Sam Lowe's, the winner today. Last lap of Baldessari has gone down. But it's all about Sam Lowe's of Great Britain. Sam Lowe's will take his first win of the year. Wait for the wheelie. It's going to be surely on end. And he's a quality rider when it comes to finishing this way. Sam Lowe's is a fantastic winner of the Moto2 Spanish Grand Prix. So a really good race for Sam Lowe's, leaving the standings looking very much like this. That one point now has stretched to 10 points over Alex Rins. Johan Zarco, a bit of damage limitation for him today. Not a great race in third place. Thomas Luti fourth, Jonas Folger is fifth. Domi Egeter, sixth, Louis Salon, seventh. And then Franco Morbidelli rounding out that top 10. And without further ado, let us speak to the hero the Queen's birthday, and you've got the old <laughs> national anthem going. No, seriously, congratulations today. You must feel absolutely on top of the world. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been a good weekend. I knew that we had uh, really good pace coming in from the, the testing here. The last two races finishing second, and, you know, these are the weekends you have to win if you want to fight for the championship. I was stronger than the other guys, and uh, I made it happen, so it's a little bit like pressure off. Yeah, yeah. So you, we talked about that earlier, didn't we? You felt like he was under a lot of pressure to get a win. Yeah, I mean, there's always that. And you were worried about it. Yeah, I'm always that. worried about Sam, you know, and especially after that small crash. I don't know, 100 mile an hour crash in the morning warm-up. <laughs> but what, you know, what people don't see is what we've seen, in, what I've seen when I've been here in pre-season testing. You've done so many race runs. You were probably the only rider that uses that, like a hard race tyre, the old tyre, all the time. Do you think that helps you when it, when it got slippy? Because we saw the track got slippy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I got to the front of the race and it... I was riding around on my own, but I felt like I'd done that already in February. You know, I'd done two race runs, I felt quite relaxed, and, and it was important because, you know, when I won last year in Austin, it was, you know, the last three laps I passed Zarko and, and pushed hard, and three laps is quite easy to keep your concentration. But today I led for 20, 24 laps, and it was, uh, you know, it's a, it a great feeling, and I think it was something that I can use to go forward now. You know, leading all them laps, winning the race like that is something that can really I use in the next few races. And did you feel anxious? Because it just went on and on for, for us watching it. <laughs> I saw your mother, she was struggling. <laughs> what was it like on the bike? No, no. Oh, were, you, were you pretty cool? Yeah, no, I felt good. You know, I felt like I could control it a little bit in the middle of the race. And, and I've done that much work on, on used tyres. I actually felt at the end of the race I had a bit in my pocket. And uh, actually, this one was good. But, you know, it's never normally like that. But I'm uh, yeah, really positive for today. I've also heard you've renamed your bike. Is that right? 
Yeah, well, I gave it a little kiss on uh, on doing a wheelie, and uh, I had a bit of a childhood crush on Susie when I was younger. So I was <laughs> Here we go. Her on Here the we telly. go. So you've been, you're going to have Susie on the back of the bike, aren't you? Yeah, I will do for the next one. <laughs> Here it is. Oh, look. That's not a bad wheelie, that, uh, Sam. No what, tongs. What about Le Mans, though? It's such that, a different track. That, that's the, hang on, that's the best kiss I've had all day, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Le Mans next, obviously, Sam. Yeah, Le Mans, uh, I've only ever rode down a Moto2 bike, and uh, the last two years, last year I finished quite a close fourth, and for how things were going last year, it was really positive. So I think that we can go there with this bike and this team and, and coming off a win, and there's no reason not to be positive. You know, I qualified second and finished fourth and, and, and love the track. So hopefully we can uh, take the momentum from the last few races and really kick on now. It's important in the European season to, to get the momentum. Yeah, because you've got some really incredible competition, haven't you, in, in the classroom. A couple of tweets, a couple of questions, if you don't mind answering. Paul Goodyear would like to know, uh, will your abrupt gear clutch cornering technique be an issue with the MotoGP seamless gearbox next year? Just, just to scramble your head a little bit no, before we've me, done this season. Actually, I'm going to be testing the bike at the end of June, so I'll know a little bit more then. But for me, the, when I rode in Supersport, I had a different style because of electronics. And I think, you know, for, for me, you ride the bike the best that you can, depending on the bike. And obviously, mm. I'll have to change my style a little bit, but I think it won't be a big problem. But you need to concentrate race by race, don't you? Yeah, Not that we're biased or anything. Um, Ian Daniels would like to know, do you think there's any chance of a world superbike rider coming up and filling a GP seat next season? Ah, for me, for next year, I'm not too sure. It's going to be, uh, I mean, there's a few more rides on the grid with KTM and uh, maybe another slot going, I think. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm going to be biased and say, like, obviously my brother's in World Superbike. If he can have a good end to the year or next couple of years, you know, one day he could be in Grand Prix. But for me, I, coming from that paddock, I know the level in World Superbike. There's some riders there that could do really well here. And, uh, but we'll have to just wait and see. Uh, Sam, it's been a fantastic weekend for you and uh, we wish you all the best and we'll catch up with you again in Le Mans. Perfect, thank you. All right, thank Cheers, you very much. Fancy a bit of Moto3 now? Yeah, here are the highlights. Oh, on the back straight down to turn six. This is the last lap, remember, here's a bit of pushing and shoving. Bulega gets oh. underneath them. He knew where to do it, he knew when to do it. Bulega goes up into second place. Three abreast it is, and Navarro takes advantage, forces his way through, and Bulega goes back into fourth place now. This is turn 13, we have time to look at it. Bulega does force his way through. Who is going to stay on the bike? Is he going to get the drive? Now it's the drive up the hill. It's who has made the best job of it out of turn 13. Binder wins his first ever Grand Prix here in Moto3. Oh, Bulega oh. gets second place. The South African wins one at last. And Brad Binder bends his championship lead considerably. The race of the day, leaving Moto3 World Championship looking like this. Brad Binder leading the way, then Navarro Fanati, Bulaga in fourth place, 16 years old. We've changed in the pronunciation, we'll talk about that in a minute. Banyaya Antonelli, Bastianini and Cornfile Powie and Ertl in 10th position. We wanted to catch up with this man, ninth today, Eugene Laverty, and what a well-deserved ninth that was. It looked like it was hard work, but you, but you really deserve it. Yeah, that was a proper result. Really enjoyed that. I made a good start and I was inside the top 10 right from the off and that makes things a lot easier. But I was surprised when I saw the gap in the pit board going up. So that was nice to be riding away from guys that I'm usually chasing down. Yeah. I noticed um, when you were talking to Neil after the race, um, you said you'd had a bit of an upgrade on, on a clutch. Um, what, what was that? Can you tell us? Or? Uh, just a fresh one. <laughs> Simply a fresh one. Oh, really? Yeah. What it, what, uh, what you've not had a fresh one all, all, all year? No, and I've been trying to adjust my starting technique. And it, it felt like a switch before, and I was trying to get this slowest release in the world with my, my two fingers, trying to 
let the clutch out as softly yeah. as I could, but then as soon as I got a fresh uh, clutch, I realised, ah, you know, what a difference a fresh clutch makes. Everybody's been talking that the satellite Ducati has had a bit of an advantage at the beginning of this season because they've been running this, the, the standard ECU across the board for the last two years. Do you know roughly how much of an advantage you've been having yourself? It's your first year on it, obviously, so... Yeah, it's for, for me, it's not a big advantage. I think guys like Hector, it's good for him. He's really strong, as you can see, all through practice, because he was riding this bike last year with a similar electronic system. So, yeah, for him, I think it's a benefit. But for guys like me, Lawrence, Baz, uh, it hasn't been much of a difference. Yeah, you can see yourself here. Um, I know you chose a soft front tyre. Uh, you said he was struggling maybe a little bit on the left. How, how, how was it towards the end of the race? I was surprised, actually, it was the left, both of the, the front and the rear tyre. You'd expect the right round here, we're going to hammer him, but the, the left side, maybe it was running a bit cool towards the end. It's, uh, it didn't feel good, so I had to be a little bit careful with it. But uh, in general, uh, I think I made the right choice tyre-wise. You're still ninth in the championship? Yeah, that's nice to be It's, it's not position. a one-off then, is it? Yeah. Do you yeah. think you can keep this kind of consistency going with your package? That, that's our aim. We've got to be stronger and in qualifying that's for sure to make our, our job easier i made a hell of a start and that's why we're up in there but we need to be qualifying not top 10 if we're going to be there all the best can you just talk to us about the feel of those tires because clearly there's a big issue going on up and down the paddock here some riders are liking them and getting on with them and some are having a lot of wheels spin and a problem you know with the level uh, and with the ecu combo as well i mean obviously you're a little bit more sorted in, in in that department but do you feel as though you have many problems with them uh each track is a different yeah. problem let's say um argentina <laughs> Everyone had uh, a problem there. It was difficult. Austin was pretty good, but in Austin, the right side of the tire felt bad. Um, left felt good, and then suddenly you went to a right tire, and you saw what happened to Valentino. He was down before he knew it. So here's been been pretty good, but uh, even towards the end of the race, I felt my clutch was slipping because in a straight line, the center of the tire started spinning. So there's all these things that are going on, and. Uh, it plays for your mind a little bit, but the uh, important thing is to, to get it to the checkered flag. Yeah, a lot of bike management going on, but you did it very well today and got yourself a fantastic ninth place. And right there in the top ten in the championship. Good luck in Le Mans in two weeks' time. We'll be Thank keeping a close eye on you. Thanks very much, you too. A couple of places behind Eugene was Cal Crutchlow. Cal, I know you're never going to be happy with a position like that, but you brought home points for the first time this season. Uh, but it's been a tough week for everyone, fighting with those tyres here this weekend. What was it like? Full race distance, extra temperature... Uh, about what it looked, uh, a disaster, but I finished the race, so tonight we're going to Hareth and having a massive party. If anybody <laughs> wants to come and join us, uh, we'll be there. You can come, Gav. Uh, for once, you for once I get the invite. Don't bring Neil. Um, no, no, honestly, we had a, We really believe we have a, a rear tyre problem because I had a, a great pace in the morning warm-up with race distance on the tyres. Uh, I rode a lot smoother in the race. Uh, but was not going anywhere, so uh, honestly, the last 10 laps, I thought it was going to delaminate, but we're not too sure why. Uh, we just know that there was a, a lot of vibration from from the tyre, um, and it was not going anywhere in the in the straight, and uh, we were having to change to sixth gear in the straight, where normally we would keep fifth, just to try and stop the spin in a complete straight line, so uh, no excuses. We, uh, we have what we have, and I rode and I finished 11th, but I finished the race, um, so... I did a did a weekend without without being on the floor. It's nice give the body a rest for a weekend. Um, but yeah, obviously I'm not happy at all. Uh, riding around with uh, with people I shouldn't be riding around with, to be honest. Not no disrespect to them at all. Um, before the race, the plan was to battle with Danny, and I thought we could. Honestly, um, I had absolutely no doubt in my mind that that I could be battling with Danny today. Um, but they, they rode good races, I think. Everybody settled. If you look at all the Hondas, the lap time drops a lot. Uh, 
for some for one reason or another. I don't know. With ten laps to go, they were uh, especially Mark. Also, he wasn't able to to, to keep the pace. Um, but you know, as as I've always said, Honda are working hard. Uh, we have to just give them information. Go away from here. At least we got some a race distance under our belt. It was a useless race distance for me. Um, but in the end, they uh, they got some data. Cheers, Cal. Good luck for the test as well. Cheers, and we'll see you in the morning. Cheers, thanks, mate. You might not see me for the test. I'm still out. <laughs> Sounds like it's going to be a good night if you go out with Cal Crutchlow tonight. He's going to be in trouble with Neil Hodgson, though. This is how the championship looks, and Mark Marquez still leading. The gap has closed slightly. Jorge Lorenzo second, and Valentino Rossi is in third place. Uh, Danny Pedroza fourth, and Paul Espargaro in fifth place. So, all that hard work, and actually it's only closed down a tiny little bit, hasn't it? It's going to be a long season, but an exciting one to watch. Yeah, I mean, you know, Valentino Rossi, uh, pulling nine points back on the championship leader, amazing. Yeah, that, no, actually, that is true. That is true for him. And you're not going to Cal's party tonight? No, I'm going out with the Lavaters. He, he was in the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I've got a feeling that this is all going to kick off next time out, when, of course, we'll be in Le Mans. OK, that's it from Spain. We'll be back in two weeks' time from France for the fifth round of the season at Le Mans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.